I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers. I uh, I know I mentioned this to you before, Shannon, that um, you know how I listen to the Jay Shetty podcast? Yes. And he says he's the number one health podcast in the world. <laughs> yes. I also listen to a New Heights podcast, which is a sports podcast, and they say they're okay. the number one sports podcast in the world. Oh. So my thing is, I think people are just saying it, okay? <laughs> so I think... That's what I'm going to start out by saying from now on. Welcome to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers, the number one flower farming podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you who listen in every week. So I'm like, how this one podcast is new. Where are they getting that from? And I'm like, how are they the number one sports podcast? I know. There's a gazillion sports. I'm just, I mean, I'm rolling. more than flower farming. I know. I mean, the competition. We have more episodes than they do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just going to start saying it. And then I yeah. think either through manifesting or just mm-hmm. like momentum, it'll just mm-hmm. then come true. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And big update, folks. Big mm-hmm. update here. Shannon did it. took the Enneagram quiz <laughs> after a lot of peer pressure it, from it me. Was pretty painless, actually. I don't know why I thought it was going to be so painful. <laughs> you know, I can like I'm not even really like into not that I think it's astrology. Like I'm not comparing it to that. I'm not comparing it to astrology, but it felt like a cosmopolitan quiz to tell me what I'm very true. But it, it was way more in depth than I thought it was gonna be. And actually some like very soul uh, deep questions you know like some deep thinking questions that you really had to like huh mm-hmm. am I I can't I can't even think of someone they some of them were kind of goofy but yeah <laughs> so my report yeah. mm-hmm. ended up being so, okay do, yes. can we drum roll can Emily yeah. can you insert a drum roll Emily <laughs> you edits our podcast we're gonna okay drum roll <laughs> Shannon is also a three Yes. I am I was like blown Shocked. away. So there's if you've if you've <laughs> never ha- if you've never done any of this stuff with enneagrams, okay? There are also wing numbers. So I am a 3 wing 4. Shannon is a 3 wing 2. And she messaged me. She's like, "Does any of this make sense to you?" And I was like, "All of it. Yes. All of it makes <laughs> makes sense." So the enneagram the 3 wing 2 is the enchanter. So it's somebody who kind of will pull in some of the characteristics characteristics of type two, which are like very caretaking and nurturing, very in, like charming, ambitious, you know, so like the drive that you and I have, like that mm-hmm. I think is our common thread. Yes. Like that's the, that's the piece. And then that's the basically three. what that means is like the parts, that's the three. It's like the parts that our, our core motivations are the same, which I think makes sense for why you and I like mm-hmm. connect on the way we do because we're driven kind of in the same ways. But it's like, yes, 
like certain parts of our our personalities will show up differently because of like you being that two. And then with me being a four, it's just more, I don't know, like a more serious, more focused, like these, mm-hmm. I'm reading this right now, very career oriented. They're introverted. They're more of the introverted threes. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. even though I've said that many times, I'm like, I don't think I appear as an introvert, but like that's sort of how I recharge. Yes. And it says like much of their work is comes from much of their identity comes from their work. And also with a three-wing two, like you are, very Mm -hmm. effective communicators, which I have said to you so many times, you're so good at communicating. (laughs) So is Judd, even though I know we'll never get him to take the damn test. No, he's like, this is too like woo-woo. Yeah. I live in woo-woo. That's where I live. So (laughs) I, yeah, I just, I love it because I, there's, you know, there's like lots of parts of obviously who we are as people and like Mm -hmm. self- exploring and learning more about myself is always something that like I'm doing. Yeah. And so I live half woo-woo, half plants. <laughs> well, I think even like if you were to make your employees take it, like you really could learn a lot about like how they like to be communicated with or yep. how they respond mm-hmm. to criticism or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to work on Judd. I'll, I'll work on him. Okay. I yeah. Promise. Cause we, it would be interesting to see. It would. I, and the reason I said nine to you is like, mm-hmm. there's that like nine and twos are sort of like the soft, not that you're soft as in like weak, but That's like okay. tender yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, it's not at all, <laughs> see, but like, soft. I, uh, <laughs> So we just, I just had the girls take a communication, like a disc communication thing, just what you were saying. Mm-hmm. They have all taken the Enneagram because all of the girls that work for me are a little woo woo too. You have to be to hang oh, out with yeah. me. And um, <laughs> she, they took it and I literally can take these tests and it, I can just read the results. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't even have to take the stupid test. Cause I now know, <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, uh, dominant. Or direct, direct, mm-hmm. I think was the communication style. I'm like, yes, I'll yep. take the stupid thing, <laughs> but I know this is what I'm going to be. But yeah, it's just like learning a lot and it's great for teamwork and even just like how to communicate with somebody of like what's, uh, what is their core motivation and mm-hmm. You know, like you said, it's like to how somebody hears something mm-hmm. might be different. You know, so just like even within re- like relationships and understanding those things, I think yeah. I love it. So yeah, three. I was like, what? Oh my god, three is <laughs> like so much yeah, sense. So and you're like, just yeah, like, yeah, you're like, and this all is making so much sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, that's good. That's gonna be one of us. <laughs> Didn't Judd say like, what are you doing over yeah, there? Like, like, what you- are you doing? Because I was like really deep in thought. <laughs> I was in the zone. I was in the zone. He's like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, yes. So Just, as the old Lindsay's got me taking the quiz. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll let you be. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I was like so pleased. Okay, I got one more housekeeping thing is that a few of you have asked, I keep throwing around $15 for QuickBook pricing. And we've had a few people ask us on that. Yeah. First of all, sometimes I just throw numbers out. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> roundabouts. Okay. There's one <laughs> disclaimer. And then the other is the simple start introductory pricing, which you get for 90 days, $15 a month. It's yes. 30 after that. So mm-hmm. to be clear, the simple start one, 
There is also a one that they have for like freelancers or like self-employed. Mm-hmm. I think it's called self-employed QuickBooks. And it is $15 a month. Seven introductory is 17 or excuse me, $7 and 50 cents for the mm-hmm. introductory pricing. And you can do like track income and expenses, really basic reports, mm-hmm. capture receipts. You can do your quarterly taxes. So look into that. I have not used that one. I know Shannon and I, we definitely like, I'm, I think I'm at the plus or something now. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say whatever plan you go with, they all have their like pros and cons. Somebody had at one point asked too about like my budget. I mentioned doing my budget. I still do my budget actually outside of QuickBooks. So it works. You don't have to have the Mac Daddy plan, but just wanted to clear that up because we've had quite a few people asking Mm -hmm. like, how are you guys getting a special deal? We're not. Not yet. (laughs) I mean, even for seven bucks a month, it would just be nice to have, you know, or at least you're practicing the habit of mm-hmm. recording these things, you know, yeah. and I think that's kind of like half of the battle, honestly. So yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, that's all my housekeeping things, I think. Yeah. All right. So today mm-hmm. and kind of like off and on all month, we're kind of yeah. like keeping a theme with, with this particular topic. But today we're digging into a topic that really intimidates a lot of people, yes. myself included. Yeah. A topic that brings out insecurity, vulnerability in every single one of us, and that is marketing. Mm -hmm. I would say it's probably one of the biggest, most, one of the most important, I mean, everything's most important, I guess, when you're talking business, but it's like, it's a big topic. It's a big kind of scary topic. A ton of info um, on there. There's a lot of layers. gazillion different ways to do it. Yes. All different kinds of experts. And I think for us, we're yep. just kind of trying to hopefully simplify it for you because I know even when I was first starting out, I like overcomplicated it or like made it harder than it really had to be. So mm-hmm. there's, but it, it's a lot, it's a big topic for sure. Yeah. So all month we're kind of going to be unpacking this, like all mm-hmm. the different, like what that means, different parts of it. So like email marketing, you know, creating access, a successful launch. We have two interviews this month that I am. Yes, so excited good about ones. two yes. good interviews. Yes. You guys are going to be. You're going to love like, them. How did you guys get these people? You're going <laughs> to love them. Um, and so I, I think we can all relate to the that dread of trying to like drum up content, something to post, and even just like maybe it's the yeah. fear of feeling like you're appearing too pushy of like pushing your product or you don't want to be too salesy. I mean, there's an endless list of excuses that we all have that kind of hold Mm -hmm. us back from having some solid marketing. You know, there's, I don't have time. I Mm -hmm. don't have anything interesting to say. I don't want to show my face on social media. I was there Mm -hmm. for a long, long time. Yeah. I don't understand social media or it changes Mm -hmm. so much and I don't know what platform I should be using. What's, where's Mm -hmm. my time best spent? You know, my, I have an email list, but my customers don't email or don't buy from it. So what's the point? You know, there's just like, there's an endless list of excuses that we all have. And really the underlying theme between all of those things, all of those excuses is fear. Mm-hmm. It could be fear of how we show up, vulnerability, um, fear of like n- failing and looking stupid or like whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. It's just like it's a big part of like moving through that to 
you know, to learning and to getting on the other side. So when you want to start at the beginning, just kind of like, let's just start peeling back some of these layers on this like big, scary, scary topic. So let's start at the beginning here. So just peeling back the layers of this, you know, what we call air quote, scary topic of marketing. Um, So what do you think of when you hear the word? So I think when I'll answer this for myself is that when I used to think of marketing, I think I thought of advertising. Yes. Do you think that that's like, it's a very easily yeah. confused. Like having a marketing budget that you paid for to kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I. It's like something that we dump money into. Yeah. I just, I didn't understand what it meant. Like the word marketing. It was like, to me, I just would say like marketing was advertising. Like I would think of like paid Facebook mm-hmm. ads and all those things. Yes. So is it like social media? Is it email? Mm-hmm. Is it selling? And it's like most people, I would say in general, are really uncomfortable with the word selling, you know, or sales. Yes. Yes. And so here's the good news about marketing is that it's not selling. Marketing, mm-hmm. you know, is how marketing is identifying your customers' needs and problems and finding solutions for them. Uh, and so marketing at its core is just problem solving and creating connection with your customers. So you can look at marketing as this like big whole umbrella. So just a simple mindset shift from selling to creating connection, it makes creating content to market your business so much easier. So when you're mm-hmm. sitting down to like write these these posts or these emails, it's like if your your mindset is like I want to connect with this individual, And then in return, it's like they then trust you through that connection and they're able to, then they want to purchase from you. I mean, Mm -hmm. so the advertising component. So in contrast, advertising is promoting your company and its products through paid channels. So in other words, advertising is just a component of marketing. So it's a function, right? It's like sending an email list, creating an ad that goes into like a a local flyer Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, those are very separate, um, separate functions. But when I shifted my mind from knowing like, okay, I'm not selling at them, but I'm creating a solution. So for like you, Shan, your farm stand, like, it's meant for like busy people who just want to mm-hmm. swing by and grab a bouquet. They don't want to like, they want it to be self-checkout. They want to yep. pay with Venmo. It's like you're able to solve the problem that it's like they want the fresh flowers, but they don't want the whole hassle of like running into a store and purchasing them. Yes. And like the, the solution is this is a quick stop. Your kids are entertained by the goats. They get to yep. feed some you know, give them some, uh, you know, treats. And it's like a whole little experience Mm -hmm. in this like quick stop. It's, it's great, you know, and Mm -hmm. that is, you know, you're identifying that the problem that they're, they're busy and the solution is, Hey, like, we're not even going to bother you. Just stop at your own terms. Here's when we're open. Cause they they do not want to talk to people. Nope. Honestly, half the time they're embarrassed when we come down there to stock and they're like, Oh, sorry, I'm still in my pajama pants. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Like cute stuff like that. You know, they're like, almost like, no, coming down yeah you know it's, it's sweet yeah. but it's like just the way that I speak to those people is is different like that that is a very specific customer that comes to our flower stand and I, mm-hmm. I used to get frustrated because like oh how many different times how many different ways can I take a picture of the flower stand and make it look different and blah 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 but when I started like creating you know the goats and like creating kind of like that feeling of like what does it feel like to come here not that mm-hmm. just all of the stats, like the bouquets are $20, that it's self-serve, that this is the address, you know. 
Yep. And I feel like every once in a while, sometimes we feel necessary to do a post like that. And it's always crickets and it, nobody mm-hmm. wants it. You don't hear anything from anybody. So, but if it's like, Hey guys, who's the goats missing their customers? Cause that's always a huge piece in the spring for me. It's like, Hey guys, the goats are really missing seeing you guys down there. You can't wait to see you. And then I'll feature them just because people are like, yes, the goats, you know, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know the, mm-hmm. and you'll know what, what, what are different parts of your farm that people are like connecting with? I, I try to m- never be selling, selling, you know, myself, which is like naming off all the good things about flowers. And the truth is, is what we have is a luxury item still for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And so, you know, maybe it's maybe the obstacle is, oh, I don't have enough money to buy flowers. Well, the solution would be, well, we have a $20 bouquet. It's it's small. It's perfect. It's just enough to treat yourself. You know, so it's what are what are the obstacles that you're hearing even in your customers? And then ident- identifying with those, I think, is really important when we're just speaking to them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think when we're when talking about like making mistakes in the beginning, I mean, when when we first started, I made a lot of mistakes. And I think really not trying to pinpoint who my audience was, was it's like who, I mean, at first, yeah, it was probably like my family who can't believe that I'm doing this. But at first it was like, who, who is it? Who is it that I'm actually talking to? So if you are really struggling to focus your cost customer, figuring out who that is, um, you really have to get clear on who it is mm-hmm. that's actually buying from you. For me, it's local people. So for me, my focus isn't always on Instagram. I mean, a lot of times I get more of my local peeps from Facebook and Instagram's more like my flower farming community and some local people, but generally I'm getting on all the local stuff. And so now I've, my Facebook page looks different than my Instagram page because right. those are two different people, you know? So I think that's yeah. something to be really, to really mindful of. Yeah. I, and we got this question also gotten in several different ways, but I think a lot of us now farmers, we're realizing that Instagram platform where you've got a lot of other flower farmers following us. And mm-hmm. so last year, I always talk about my Instagram tantrum that when the reels started really like picking up and I was doing reels and I felt very confused on like, who is this content actually for? Like some of my customers were listening. I was gaining followers mm-hmm. that were mostly other flower farmers. And so I had to stop. And this was the best thing that I did for myself was I looked at exactly what you just said. It's like, who is making me money? Who is bringing Mm -hmm. this money into my farm? Who's paying my bills? And my customers are the ones paying my bills, not other flower farmers, even though they still Mm -hmm. might find inspiration from me that they're like, they, they like an idea of the way I posted something or they're, they're learning from me right through like some of the reels Mm -hmm. that I'm posting. That's fine. That could just be an indirect, but once I got super clear, so we, we talk about all the time, like identifying who your target customer is, like who your customer, you know, avatar is. That is what drives all of your marketing. And you're right. Mine recently has shifted my posts that are on Facebook and Instagram are a lot of times different, which Mm -hmm. I understand is actually more work, right? You're coming up with like twice the content. It's not always, but I have found that um, I'm getting a better response from Facebook for my local people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I also am not... It just that clarified it in my mind. It's like even yes. even though I'm still inspiring and connecting with other farmers, they are not paying my bills. Mm-hmm. Until they're paying your bills, then you know that's that's a whole that's a whole shift. I mean, you know, to be able to like have that content directed at 
because my customer doesn't care about the farm stuff. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they want to see some behind the scenes. There's mm-hmm. some of them that do, but for the most part, they don't, they don't want to know like how to cover and uncover and when they should and all the specifics that other farmers want to see. Yeah. And so I'm pretty intentional about mm-hmm. that with my content. Yeah. I used to have my Instagram just auto post to my Facebook, which I know a lot of us do that. Yeah. Um, so I will, you know, I've kind of turned that off recently because, or I'll, I'll just tweak my caption to be like, they don't necessarily care that the Dahlia's diva or what, you know, whatever variety yep. they care about different things than, than my Instagram people do Instagram people, other farms want to know, Oh, what variety is that? Or just asking more specific growing questions. So sometimes I'll change my caption and use the same picture. So I do try not to like completely reinvent the wheel, you know, every time, mm-hmm. but I think that's a good piece because in my opinion, then I, this isn't just for us, but I feel like I can generally say that for a lot of people, like Instagram is not always a local following. So we do have to be kind of mindful and and speak to our people so that they can resonate with us and want to purchase from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and I know we're going to have like a whole social post mm-hmm. or a whole social episode this month, so I won't, you know, dig in too much, but we definitely want to address the whole like, we're going to be talking about reels, we're going to yeah. be talking about how we show up on social. And that's, I I do the same thing. So if I'm posting a reel on Instagram, Facebook doesn't, obviously I'm not going to be posting a video to that. So then I will take either like similar context, like what you're doing. And I put Mm -hmm. that over on Facebook. Yes. You get a lot of, it's a lot of different engagement Mm -hmm. from doing it that way. So, so I think another mistake that I made a lot was like really trying to hit quantity, um, over quality. So I was like, okay, I need to be posting every day or like some like Instagram expert or someone told me that I should be consistent, um, with my posting and that should be every day. And so then all of a sudden I was posting, you know, feeling all this pressure, anxiety, workup, what should I put? Ah, like all, all the internal, mm-hmm. I don't know why I even do that to myself, but I still do sometimes. I'm like, what am I going to post today? So I know, you know, later in the mm-hmm. month, we're going to have some really good tips for that kind of stuff, which has have helped me dig myself out of a rut as far as coming up with content for the people that are following us. So I think quantity, pushing quantity over quality content is a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. You do not have to post every day. I think it's more being consistent is what you should. So figuring out what, what it looks like for you to be consistent without it, like sending you off a cliff is kind of like the important in between there. Yeah. I've seen, you know, a lot of these like reels experts and I'm sure if you like have any sort of like if you've been posting reels at any sort of capacity, they'll throw out to you like you can make money on reels, right? So what has happened is they're wanting you to consume their platform. They're rewarding like I think almost like an addictive behavior mm-hmm. um, where you're just like regurgitating content. And my question has always been like, at what point does that then shift, right? Like you're making money off of that. Okay, cool. Maybe you made $1,000, which mm-hmm. sounds like a big – a lot of money. Um, and it's not nothing, but like what happens when that platform shifts to something else? And then, you know, they, I've also seen a lot of marketers say like, yeah, they're pushing this content. It's just for growth. So the, the app Instagram is rewarding you for using their platform and consuming their product more. And that is something that just doesn't align with Mm -hmm. me. I don't, I can't be on there all the time. I get very strict 
like boundaries with myself with it, um, allow myself a certain amount of scroll time. But yeah, it's like don't get caught up in like I have to post every single day. It's like you really don't. I think, Shannon, what you just said, no. it's like being consistent is the most yeah. important part. And we said that in the beginning. It's like, you know, creating con- connection with your customer. Like that's the quality content that your customer is, is customer wants, on you know, mm-hmm. ultimately. So, yes. And Shannon, you touched on this, another mistake um, earlier. You started to kind of touch on this and this is great, but it's like selling features, not benefits. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, you know, your customer does a feature. So an example would be like a feature is it's locally grown, it's organic, it's the freshest flowers in town, the last, the longest, you know, all those yeah. things. But really what your customer wants are like the benefits, like the convenience of your stand. Like it's super mm-hmm. quick. And you, like you said, you're creating an experience, you're making memories, you're having fun. Maybe it's like you're promoting personal wellness, but where they get to come in like be themselves at a workshop and, you know, escape the kids on a Saturday morning. Um, so like, those are the things I definitely did that like early on. Cause it's the natural thing. It's like, we want to sell all the things that we think are fantastic about our product, but it's like, that doesn't necessarily translate to what your customer wants to hear. Yeah. And I find like, if we're just using the stand example, what it, are they buying my flowers because they're like, organic or locally grown, uh, I don't, I really don't think that they're choosing me because of that reason. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think they like coming here. So Mm -hmm. they like being a part of the farm. They like showing up here. They like driving out. We're like semi-rural. So if you've ever been to our farm, we're like, we're still like, we're not rural at all, but we're in kind of like a little rural section of the county. Um, So people are like, oh my gosh, I never knew how beautiful, what a beautiful drive. (laughs) You know, they're just allotment living, you know, which is totally fine. But they're just like, so I do have that like unique customer who's like never sees farm animals. Mm -hmm. So for them to come here, they're like, oh my gosh, I use this as a bribe for your kid, for my kids. Like, okay, if you're good, we're going to go see the goats, (laughs) you know, and I get my flowers. So it's just like, I really do think. And so I really, I don't say that stuff anymore, really too much. You know, obviously they know they're locally grown and and I'll say that, but I don't beat down on the organic or sustainably grown. I'll mention it sometimes, but not all the time. Um, I really think it's like, how are my flowers going to make someone feel is the number one thing that I want to sell in, in, in my little caption that I get to, um, and that, that I want them to read and resonate with. Yeah. So that's a huge piece. I actually struggled with this, like understanding like what some of the benefits are flower of flowers yeah. are, which sounds like so insane, but I needed to get some fresh content. So I actually did last year, I took a little notepad and I kept fresh flowers in my house, which this has been like a co- pre COVID oh. thing where I, I've had mm-hmm. fresh flowers in my house every week. And I just kept like a little notepad, like every time I'd have like a new thought or something that I enjoyed about having them in my house, I would jot it down. And so I've been able to like use that and put a note in my phone to reference Mm -hmm. like where I just enjoyed the process of like changing the water and like kind of rearranging them just a little bit, you know, and that it like made me more present in that moment or whatever the thing would be. Yeah. That's just a way to like it was kind of a thought experiment for myself mostly yeah. just to come up with yeah. like new content. So, and just like a little tip on that too. Like for me, my customers, I try to use their verbiage back at them. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like this is a tulips is a great example. I've had a couple customers say, geez, I just love when they die. 
when tulips die, they like die in the literal most beautiful way possible. Like they open wide up and it's just like, mm-hmm. it's the most fun thing to watch them die. So I'm like, that is, a, that is an interesting. <laughs> they can't, they die. Yeah. yeah, they die so gracefully. Like they you'd do. be like, yeah, it's such a metaphor for life. That's how I want to go out. I yeah. want to go out gracefully. Yeah. It's like, hey, you, you, you like them when they're blooming? Wait till you see them die. <laughs> You like them now. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, (laughs) give them 10 days. And yeah, it's just just like, I just thought that was so fun and unique. And so now I'll include that. I'll be like, Mm. hey guys, these ones even die beautifully, you know? And people are like, what? And then they're like, oh my gosh, I have to see that, you know? So it's not, we have to like use the things that our customers are saying to back to them to attract more people like them. Okay. So I know we talked about consistency. That's huge. So not being consistent. That's a huge thing. I still struggle with this a little bit in the winter because I don't have like this plethora of content to share. So I try to give myself a little bit of grace in the winter because sometimes I, it can feel like I'm selling, selling, selling because I don't have a lot of other things to like soften that. So um, not being consistent is a huge mistake. Not writing how we speak like, yeah, that, that's a good one. Being very robotic mm-hmm. in what we're saying yeah. like, hello, mm-hmm. the stand's open today. You know, you shouldn't feel like Siri saying it. You know, it should mm-hmm. feel like it could include like contractions and, you know, like really like slang, some slang verbiage and stuff like that. Yep. Just like they were talking to you, you know, face to face. Yeah. I, when I first started, um, I wanted to feel bigger than what I really was. Like I, I yes. wanted to sound like in a, at the expense of, I, of that, I felt corporate. I sounded corporate. Like yes. I was using like we instead of me. And I was like, um, you know, very like, it was very robotic. Like you said, I was just trying mm-hmm. to like sound super professional because I shared on here before that like my writing is something that was like, has been an insecurity of mine, was an insecurity of mine. I am mm-hmm. let that, let that go in 2023. <laughs> um, and so it's just didn't want to sound too hillbilly or sure. whatever, whatever the thing is. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think we all kind of get we can get a little heady about that, about like how we show up for people, but yes, yeah. Write how you talk. Cause that's what people yes. want to connect with. Mm-hmm. 100%. They don't want to read something professional. And yeah. they're connecting with you, <laughs> which is yeah. so, cause it is and like our last one, you know, it's like being afraid to put yourself out there. It mm-hmm. is. It's, it's scary to do that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like when you have a family too, I'm like trying to figure out what's the fine line of like, how much do I put out there? Yeah. You know, what does that look like? Like for me, it's like, you know, how much do it for me? It was like getting my face out there was sometimes hard, you know? So it still is like, that's still something that I have to work on, like showing up, like seeing my face and more things. Cause a lot of times we find ourselves behind the camera. So, um, Mm -hmm. I think stopping to being like, okay, like I need to be a part of my own marketing is really important. So I think it's just so important to just show up like right where you're at and just remember to give yourself a little nudge, you know, right out of your comfort zone. We have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. That is part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Living out the zone constantly. Living out the zone. I know. (laughs) I have been repeating your, um, new level, new devil. Like that's my... I love that from that podcast yes. that you did. I'm like, that's such a good <laughs> it's so true, new though. level, new devil. Every time you push yourself, yes. it's so good because every time you push yourself out of that comfort zone, you have a new devil 
when you're like ex- mm-hmm. being expansive and like it never stops. Like, so, you know, I think I've, I'm always trying to be very sensitive to social media in the sense of like, I don't want anybody ever to think that like we have this all figured out because <laughs> oh, we don't yeah. like, we do yeah. not have this all figured out like whatsoever. I don't, I might share like tidbits of things that I have like, you know, air quote learned in my life um, that's still learning, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a constant, constant thing. You know, we've shared with you a little bit about like our mistakes. So here's, these are my three. Did you see this on this, yes. on this, uh, whatever, what do we call this? What do we call this thing? An outline. On this outline. Yeah. Okay. So this is my three C's of successful marketing. This is, this is a three here tooting her own horn. I think I should trademark this. <laughs> This is where I'm going. Okay. So the three C's of successful marketing. Um, The first is identifying your target customer and listening to them. You were talking about this earlier when you're talking about the tulip stein. It's like your customer gives you your content. Literally, if you just listen to them and be like more engaged, but they're the ones that create my content and having Mm -hmm. conversations with them. Like when I am sort of just becoming like a better listener, they literally write your marketing content for you. Like why yes. they bring their kids here. Um, you know, I had a, a nurse that said like, I just got off of a, the, the most stressful night shift. And she said, I pulled up Facebook and I saw your UPIC was open. And I thought that is exactly what I need for me to like unwind from a really rough shift. Aww. And um, she just thanked us and said, thank you. Like this was exactly what I That's needed. Sweet. And so it's like mm-hmm. using that, that's gold. That's gold, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like they yeah. because they're she's not the only person, whether it's like she's a nurse or she's a mom that just needs like to step away, or you know, we've had like women that just retired and they feel lost because they they don't have their structure and their routine and they come here as like a reset. It's like that is the piece mm-hmm. of it. And you know, your reviews, like if they leave you a review, it's good content. But they literally tell you their yeah. struggles in life and why it's difficult to get to a workshop or why it's difficult to get to a UPIC. They literally tell you and then you can find that solution that we're talking about and speak directly to them. Um, and yeah. so, you know, it's like, you know, the people that are super busy and they don't want to have to like they can't make it down to the farmer's market on Saturdays to get bouquets, which is the only place we really sell. So then maybe they're, that's a perfect CSA customer. You know, it's pre-sold. Mm-hmm. They can stop by at their convenience on Friday and Saturday and pick up. So it's like, that's how you, you know, identify with them. And, but they do, mm-hmm. Shan, they tell you, you yeah. know, don't they just oh, tell yeah. you every, they tell you. People everything. love telling you their opinions too. I mean, you ask, Listen I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I like, like to listen to Corinna Bench over at My Digital Farmer. Anyway, she talks about about you having a customer success story because, or even featuring your customers in your marketing because people like seeing themselves in like a success story. So they'd like like, oh, so that's what it's like to be a customer yep. at Bloom Hill. And they take, you know, oh, they're smiling. They're doing, you know, this, that, or the other, mm-hmm. whatever. But I think it's, so I think a couple years ago I created, um, I made a list of some of my some of my best customers. I'm like, these are the people. This is like my ideal customer. And then I just scheduled a 10 minute phone call with them and said, Hey, like, you know, how would you describe the farm? What What are the mm-hmm. things that you like? What struggles? You know, what 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 do you wish to see different? You yep. know, how would you describe this, that, and the other? Because and then I recorded those and I 
started, you know, listening to what people were actually saying about my farm. So even if you're just a newbie and everyone has like, which is so sweet, everyone has like when you're first starting, like those one or two cheerleader customers, there might be like, you know, Betty Sue down the street who's just like, oh my gosh, go girl. You know, they're just like so excited for you. That's like the perfect, that's a perfect thing. Like invite them over and, and really Mm -hmm. get to hear Mm -hmm. what, what they think about your farm. It's really important. And it's, it just makes it so much yeah. easier. Yeah. I've, um, I've, I've read too that like even with your customer, like finding out like where they shop, what other like mom's groups they're yes. in, like asking them those sort of questions. I took a two – I took like two customers. This is probably like three years ago. It was pre-COVID. I took them to dinner like separately. Mm-hmm. Same, same exact thing that you did. But I took notes. I was transparent yeah. about them. I just wanted to do the research on – I think that's the thing about marketing too. It's like it just – it doesn't stop. You kind of mm-hmm. still have to always work at it. And you're still learning as your company evolves and you're getting like new customers. I mean, I can think of like, you know, those handful of customers that like I put it out and they purchase it. And it's yeah. like, those are, that's gold. And so it's like mm-hmm. being able to have conversations with them and like understand why they buy, like that helps me, you know, I had one of them say to me, just keep showing up how you are. Just Aww. show up authentic, yeah. be yourself. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, at the time, that's exactly what I needed to hear because, yes. you know, that whole new level, new devil thing. It's like mm-hmm. as you're putting yourself out there and your business is growing, it's very easy to want to retract and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, want to stay small because that's like what we're used to. But it was just good, good feedback. So if you're not already talking to your customer, do it. They will, yes. they will write your content for you. Yes. All right. So then the second C is uh, create a connection with your customer. So the connection piece, and we've touched on this, when people buy from you, they buy from emotion first, logic second. You know, creating a connection with them when you're understanding their struggles, you become a master at solving their problems. They trust you. They want to connect with you because you just made their life easier. Um, And so, or more joyful, right? Whether it's like, Maybe it's literally that they just are so stressed with work and they don't ever do anything for themselves. And so you create this workshop that's this space for them to just, they don't care about what flower design it is. They just want to unwind from their crazy busy week. And so that connection can look in any in any form of fashion. It could be like you pick, you can still connect with your CSA members at our member only night, mm-hmm. but that really helps you, you know, to connect with them once you know like what their struggles are, you're able to then just easily solve the problem for them. Nobody uses logic to buy a $175 <laughs> design and dine ticket. That's what I always think. I'm like, they aren't using logic. I mean, I'm glad they're not using logic. I know they're buying with emotion. Well, flowers, I think you are buying with emotion. Like it yeah. is a product that we don't need. So you do need to tap into the emotional yep. piece of why people are buying because, you know, you don't yep. need – it's not like, you know, Judd will say like, oh, yeah, yeah, you buy a watermelon or something because you have to eat. Well, th- that's not our argument here, you know, because nobody needs flowers mm-hmm. yep. to survive, you know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's our job to translate to people why they need them to, 
to enhance their life and, and, or to make, you know, to memorialize sad moments or to give during happy moments and like all those things. Like there's so many pieces and parts to the emotional piece to what we do because we have such a beautiful product. So that's just, it's so important. I sometimes have said like, I think I could market for a vegetable farm like way easier than I can a flower (laughs) farm. So I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I keep thinking of like so many blog post ideas for them to be able to like, you know, with like recipes. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I could, I could market. If you're don't actually, I was going to say, reach out to me. I've got all these ideas. Don't I'll share a few tidbits on here, but it's, uh, you're right. We, we have a luxury product, so Mm -hmm. we're hitting a very different you know, we're hitting those feel spots. That's such a yes. good, that's such a good point. Yeah. Shannon. The last C is consistency. So being consistent. And we've talked about this, but marketing your business is like farming. It is not one and done y'all. You have to work at it constantly, constantly. And we're learning all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like marketing means that as your business is growing, you're hitting a totally different, you know, maybe you're hitting a new uh, demographic demographic of customer. Consistent doesn't have to mean like we said every day, like you're posting on social or you are sending an email every week because you're going to burn yourself out trying to keep up with every trend. So consistent just means like they can depend on you to show up and be the same brand on every platform, Mm -hmm. which means, you know, how I'm showing up on the podcast and how I show up on my farm page, it's very consistent. And so like we're talking about marketing and branding and all of those things. It's like, that's, I am my brand. You and Judd mm-hmm. are the same. Like, you know, you're going to yes. get the same version of me and Shannon on our each individual farms. Like we show up on every platform the same. And so if you subscribe to my email list, you're going to get my customer. If they like what they're seeing on Facebook, they're getting just a longer version yeah. of my therapy session that week <laughs> in an email platform versus... <laughs> versus the the smaller post I made. So, you know, just being consistent is super important and don't get caught up in having to do every single thing or you really will burn yourself out. Yeah. It, it's such a, it's such a slippery slope. It's like one of those things that is such a, it's such a blessing, like business owners, like 50 years ago would have like killed for the opportunity to have all of this free, like, advertising, you know? So, but I think it's, you know, we talk about boundaries and that's a huge piece with showing up. So it's just figuring out what that looks like for you and just try not to take ourselves too seriously, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Nothing that can't be deleted mostly, you know, if you, if you do something yeah. that you don't like and just delete it, you know? <laughs> You know, yeah. it's not, it's, it's this you is not like earth podcast. It's yeah, aired out. that's true. <laughs> so I know as we're moving through the next month or so, we're going to be digging deeper on a lot of different areas of marketing that get us kind of feeling stuck, overwhelmed, all those feelings that we get when we talk about, you know, social and what it means to market our businesses. Just as a precursor, you know, what, what's coming is we're going to talk about how we come up with our content, email marketing, and and of course, the huge, never-ending, and ever-changing topic of social media. So those are some things. And we have some two really great interviews. So you, you guys are going to love it, I know. So this is a huge topic to understand. So we just hope you guys like really give yourself some grace figuring these things out. Remembering your three Cs, customer, connection, and consistency, TM. <laughs> Dirt on flowers. <laughs> Dirt on flowers. <laughs> 
those three pieces are just incredibly important. So let's let's try not to overcomplicate it, folks, and just really mm-hmm. try to focus on making that connection and listening to our customers and just showing up consistently and authentically to ourselves. So Okay, guys, I hope you found value in today's episode. We would, if you did, you know, we would absolutely love to connect with you on the Dirt on Flowers Insiders group. The membership is open now through the 5th of March. So we take new members during that time and we'd love for you to join us. So if you're looking to join or you want more information, go ahead and head to our website, thedirtonflowers.com and check it out. Also, you guys know we love hearing from you on Instagram at Dirt on Flowers. So drop us a comment, leave us a message. Let us know what you want to hear more of. On Sundays, we're always posting our question box. So if you have a good question you want us to talk about on the podcast, we're doing all of our future planning. So those things are so important. So we are just so honored and glad that you guys tune in each week. So this journey is so much fun and we have a lot of big plans for the future. So we'll be sharing that more, but we will see you at the same time, same place next week. Thanks guys. Thanks guys.